Hey, welcome to the H&HR podcast. My name is Heather Taves. And I am Heidi Bolt. And we're sisters. We believe here at the H&H Hour that your ordinary is extraordinary. Thanks for listening. Welcome to the H&H Hour podcast. My name is Heather Tapes, and I am sitting here with my sister and my co-host, Heidi Bolt. Welcome to the show, Heidi. Welcome, Heather. <laughs> you pretend like you are a guest and and welcome you and make you feel comfortable. And We've done that before where we've interviewed each oh, other. Oh, we have, haven't yeah. we? That was kind of fun. Back in the day, we should yeah. do that again. We're coming up on four years here in a little while. That is crazy. I know. I was just thinking about some of the things that we used to do, which we should probably bring some of them back, kind of. Remember we did um, Fast Facts? Those were fun. Oh, I forgot about those. Yeah, yeah, we should do that. That would be fun. Maybe we'll do that. Yeah. Heather, we were talking um, earlier about specifically your son because you guys are walking through a new season with him. Yeah. And I thought it would be great for us to talk about that on the show today, about what you guys are walking through as a family, what this has looked like. It's a good thing. It's, it's a, a really thing. positive yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. But I think it could be really helpful to our listeners and really um, informational. We have a lot of parents who listen. We've got moms and dads that listen. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think this could be really helpful. So will you tell us what what we're talking about? Yeah. So Bennett is our oldest. He's 13. And, you know, I want to just say up front, like, this is not the biggest thing that will ever happen to him. There's no need to be dramatic about it. Like, I, I think sometimes we can, as as parents, we can, we can be so kind of obsessive about our kids that we're like, this is the most important thing that's ever happened. Or like this, this is the hardest thing that's ever happened to us. Yeah. Instead of just taking what's coming, what's coming or what we're going through in stride and saying, this is part of life. Yeah. Like so, cut the drama. Yeah. So, yeah. and, and I've been thinking about that a lot recently with specifically with this, um, we sent Bennett to summer camp, mm-hmm. which to a lot of people, I'm sure they're like, Okay, we have sent our kids to summer camp for years, and that's awesome. For us, this is the first year that he's gone out of state, mm-hmm. um, away from us. We put him on a bus, no contact. Yeah, we get to we get pictures one time a day <laughs> that we get to sort through on the website and see if we can find pictures of him. Yeah, that's it. That's yeah. all we get to know about. Oh, and we get to see if he spent his store credit, <laughs> which, which is has he? which is a funny story. I'll tell you in a second. Okay. But, um, so we, so this is the first time and it's a week long. Okay. And it's, it's an awesome camp. It's Camp Canacuck in Missouri and, um, faith-based, you know, very Holy Spirit, Jesus-centered, um, sports and adventure. So I have no doubt that he is just having the time of his life because mm-hmm. my son Bennett is the one who wakes up and says, mom, what are we doing today? Yeah. Mom, what are we doing tonight? Are yeah. we doing anything? Can we do anything fun? Can mm-hmm. we do anything adventurous? Um, so I'm sure he's just, and he went with his best friend. And mm-hmm. so I'm sure they're just having an amazing time. But all of that to say, I had to release. I had to let go this week. And it's hard. Mm-hmm. It's hard to let your son that you've, um, we've left him tons of times, yeah. but it's always been with very close friends or family, mm-hmm. you know, that he's feels very safe with and could go to for anything that he needs. And so this time it was like, you're getting on the bus. We're waving goodbye. We won't hear from you in a, for a week. Yeah. And as a mom, you know, I, I had a, a few tears mm-hmm. just at that like, oh, I can't believe we're at this point. Well, it's kind of ushering in a new season. It is. Yeah. Um, but then I was like, I'm good. Yeah. I'm good. Uh, I'm excited to yeah. see, and I want to see the pictures every day. And um, but I'm I'm not 
down in the dumps or sad or any of that. I'm mostly excited for him. So, but it got me thinking about how we got to this point. So I want to talk about um, learning to let our children go at the appropriate times Mm -hmm. for different things. Because as parents, we're really instructed in scripture to train up a child in the way he should go. And when he is old, he will not depart from it. And I want to talk about that going part. It means they will go. Right. You know, I mean, you can you can look at that verse a little bit different ways. Like, um, but we're called to train them up to leave us, mm-hmm. to go on and be, um, you know, my, my husband says this all the time, we're training up sons and daughters who become fathers and mothers. Right. So we're training them to send them out into the world. But that doesn't start when they're 13. Right. You know, if I had never let my son go in any other area of life, from the time he was a baby, sending him off on that bus would have been so traumatic. It, it would, would have been drama. It would have been drama. <laughs> it would have been like, I can't do this. I yeah. can't let him go. You know, or, or if he goes to school, sending him off to school or when he gets married, if he gets married or sending him off to his first job, like I would not be prepared right. and he would not be prepared. Right. So it's me preparing my heart and me preparing my mindset as I'm training him to do the same thing. Yeah. Um, and he was a little nervous, but he was also like, no, I, I can do this. Yeah. Well, and he's also your firstborn. So he hasn't had an older sibling telling him what to expect. Right. He hasn't had any friends go to this camp to right. say what to expect. Which I can relate to this. <laughs> yeah. And so I actually texted him the morning he was leaving and just said, just think, this time next year, you're going to know exactly what to expect. Right. And he'll probably have friends there that mm-hmm. he has met. And he will probably know some of the staff. And so it's going to look totally different this time next year because you've allowed him to experience it now. Right. Have the experience. But talk to us about the lead up. What do you mean by talking about letting him go when he was younger? What okay. do you mean by that? So I'm going to go into a topic that's super controversial. Oh, and great. I, I know we're going to have some moms on here that Hold just the like emails. delete, you know. <laughs> that's and fine. We're can, fine with you that. You can add us. That's fine. We I have a perspective and you're allowed to have yeah. your perspective. But yeah. I'm, I'm going to talk about sleep training. Okay. You know, when he was a baby um, and he was old enough to not be fed during the night um, or he was old enough to to learn that he didn't he didn't have to and we're not talking you know a week old two right, weeks old right. newborn where yeah. you they literally need you like all the time i'm talking a few months old mm-hmm. um we sleep trained him mm-hmm. we made him learn how to self self soothe in his bed and put himself to sleep mm-hmm. we didn't coddle him through it i mean i remember sitting out we were we lived in this tiny little house and his nursery was connected to our bedroom but it had these folding doors that didn't close all the way so they're like partially open and I'm sitting on the floor outside of these folding doors listening to him cry yeah for a long time yeah and every like 20 minutes I'd go in and remind him that I was there and yeah. give him his tassie his pacifier back and um then I leave again yeah Bennett it's time for you to go to sleep you know you need to you need to put yourself to sleep and after three days by the third night he was we were laying him down happy baby he would put himself to sleep with mm-hmm. no crying. Yeah. Um, and so that's, for me, that's where I feel like it started. But it was me learning to not go in and just rescue him because yeah. he was crying. Mm-hmm. And it was him learning to be independent. And, yeah. so, and, and I really do feel like that training, training your child to be independent, which is so important, it's so key, um, is 
it starts when they're infants. And here's the thing. If you can train them to be independent in those kinds of things, you're also training them to be independent in their relationship with Jesus. Right. Because, and that was one of the things that we told Bennett about camp. One of the reasons, yes, we want you to have fun, but one of the reasons we're sending you is because we want you to find your own faith. Mm -hmm. We want you to hear from the Holy Spirit. That's not mom and dad's voice. Yeah. And so Training them to be independent isn't just about them being able to go out and get a job in the world without mom sitting there helping them interview. Fill out the application. You know, you know yeah. you've seen these videos where the kid's on a Zoom interview and his mom's right next to him, like, writing notes, like, what he should say. Like, I, that, I'm not talking about just the the going out in the world part. I'm talking about the spiritual part, too. The equipping side. Yeah. Yes. Teaching them what it looks like to choose themselves. Mm-hmm. Yes, to put themselves to sleep as infants, but then to choose to follow Jesus. Yeah. So for, for us, it started there, and then it went into, I remember him being eight years old, nine years old, playing on a travel baseball team and having to do some things on his own mm-hmm. that parents weren't allowed into the um, you know the space where the team was and him having to take those steps and, and learn how to... Um, talk to his coach about things he was struggling with. And not not to say that we didn't, we weren't close by and that we couldn't intervene, but they're age appropriate, season appropriate, teaching them how to be independent. Yeah. At the same time, we're learning to let go. Right. We're not hovering mm-hmm. and going, let me control all of this. Let me tell you exactly what to do. And I find it interesting because we homeschool. A lot of people think that that's, I'm homeschooling or we're, we're homeschooling because we want to just control everything. Hmm. And it, that actually doesn't have anything to do with no, it. Yeah. It's, it's, it's about boundaries, setting up guardrails, yeah. you know, but also then training them how to be, how to be independent um, followers of Jesus and, and people in this world that are going to go out and do incredible things train up a child in the way they should go. Yeah. And when they all they are they are old they will not depart from it. Well I think for Bennett, you know, he's already chosen to walk with Jesus, to accept Jesus as mm-hmm. his savior at thir- you know, at a very young age. So yeah. he's walked that path. But I think that I love your point about teaching them to um walk that path because there are gonna be times in his life where he does have the opportunity to choose to listen to other voices. Mm-hmm whether it's in a success he has or a mm-hmm. mistake he makes. Mm-hmm. And he's going to have, you know, as a young adult, mm-hmm. other voices who will and can influence him. Mm-hmm. And he's got to know, like, he's got to have his own set of wisdom to go, is this the right voice to listen to? Right. This voice might be different than moms and dads, but is it saying the same types of things? That's so good. Is this online with what I've been raised to know, the character of Christ? That's so good. And, you know, with... um my oldest is only eight, almost nine. So we're, we're in that letting them go in the small ways, right? you know, but I've watched people ahead of us and I've watched people who I was kids pastor of Mm -hmm. step into marriage or step into big things and watching them listen to voices that they maybe shouldn't be. It's hard, Mm -hmm. you know, as someone that you love that person or you love that family. And, um, that I think that's always the goal is teaching them that independence and, you are not independent apart from Christ. Right. You are an individual, right. but but your responsibility is yes. on judgment day, you're right. going to stand without mom and dad. That's right. And yes, we will have equipped you to meet your Savior face-to-face, but you've got to do the hard work. Mm-hmm. Measure those voices, whatever they are, whosoever they are, up against 
the spirit of God inside of you. Yes. What the spirit of God is saying. And, and it's so important for us to, I think, I mean, I'm just going to go back to the sleep training thing. You teaching your child to self-soothe and learn how to be quiet and listen, yeah. even as an infant, mm-hmm. so that when they're 10, 13, 18, 25, they learn how to not just throw a fit and know they're going to get whatever they want and yeah. go get picked up and right. go get bailed out and go get helped. They're going to go, what's the spirit of God inside of me saying? And mm-hmm. I'm choosing to quiet myself yeah. long enough to listen to it's that. so good. So, um, I, you know, I, and this is a really funny story that just happened a couple weeks ago. You have to, you also have to be very mindful of your children's differences too. Sure. And what are the things that they need to um, be challenged in? Mm-hmm. And then give them opportunities to work through those challenges mm-hmm. with you by their side. In a safe space. In yeah. a safe space. Yeah. So we were sitting outside on our, our patio for dinner and my daughter, who can probably get pretty much anything she wants from her dad, mm-hmm. um, looked at him and said, I feel like we need an ice cream cake from Dairy Queen. And um, he goes, okay, if you make the phone call and order it, we'll get the cake. And she goes, I'm not going to make the phone call. And he goes, that's the only way we're getting the cake. Mm-hmm. He goes, I'll tell you exactly what to say and what what questions to ask, but you have to make the phone call. And she stood there for a minute. Like you could see the fear, fear mm-hmm. of man, you know, yeah. fear of this like challenging thing come over her face. And then she's like, okay, give me the phone. So we dialed. She did so well. She asked them what sizes they had, how much they were. She, They told her the different colors. She ordered the color that she wanted. She did it perfectly. I love that. And she got off the phone and I was like, see, that wasn't so hard. Now you know how to do it. Now you yeah. know how to make a phone call and order an ice cream cake, which is probably dangerous. But <laughs> but still, it's taking those opportunities to not just say, here, let me do it for you. Right. But going, oh, let me equip you. Mm-hmm. Let me train you. Let me prepare you mm-hmm. for someday when you're on your own and you have to step into this and make this, make this, um, figure it out on your own. Well, and I think about, so for both of your kids, you know, we did a very similar thing with our children as far as sleep training, but it's also preparing them if God calls them to be a parent someday, Mm -hmm. it's preparing them and setting them up for success in their marriage, in their parent role. Because I do, I have friends who have struggled with their older children still wanting to be in bed with them and sleep with them. And what it's doing is it's coming between the marriage. Yeah. You know, when there's never privacy in the bedroom, intimacy is depleted. Right. Intimacy is gone. And then they get down the road in marriage and they go, why is our marriage in such shambles? It's like, well, because you let your children sleep in your bed every night. Right. Like, what do you expect? Right. You know, and I think that it's, that might sound like harsh truth, Mm -hmm. but the reality is, is that you chose your spouse before God ever gave you the gift of children. Yeah. You know, and we joke, your husband will tease your kids. Like he does it in a very loving way, yeah. but he'll say, you know, I loved your mom first and I can make more of you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he's joking. Yes. So yes. he's not saying it mean. You have no. to know Chris's heart. But he's saying your mom comes first. To remind them that, hey, this marriage existed before you. Mm-hmm. And I do think we're living in a society where we are idolizing children. Yeah. And hear me, I'm not talking neglect. I'm not talking abuse in any way. No. I'm just saying we bow down and we cater to the children. And, you know, I see these like little toddlers ruling the roost and I'm thinking, you must hate your life. Yeah. 
You must hate your life that a two-year-old is in charge of your household. A two-year-old who has no concept of how to make decisions. And what is good for him or her. No. Yes. No life experience. So I think that it, it goes beyond just letting your kids go. It's also about preparing them to be successful as adults yes. when they're in your role, when they're the parent, when they're the mom, when they're the dad. Right. And so I think that's really important for us to think about. We've got to have longevity in our thinking. We can't just think about the here and now like, oh my gosh, he's 13 and I'm going to miss him this week. Oh, it's so good. But to go, what is this going to look like when he's 30 yeah. and he's learning to let his son make hard decisions and take steps of independence. Yes. I want him to look back and go, mom and dad did it for me. It was successful. Right. I didn't hate it. You know, we walked through it. It was a good thing. It was a positive thing. Yes. Yeah. And I thought about that so much. Like this, this isn't just about this week. This is about so much more. This is about one, him having an amazing experience and building lifelong friendships but it's about the next step then that will probably be harder, mm-hmm. you know, sending him off into something, even, you know, learning how to drive and letting him go in the car that first time. And cause that's the next thing, you yeah. know? And so, um, I just, I just thought it'd be good to have this conversation. And, and I love what you said about, um, it's not just about today. Mm-hmm. Um, we're called to raise up our children that will impact generations. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, that song right now that's out that's so popular, The Blessing, mm-hmm. where your children and their children and their children and yeah. their children. A what thousand we, generations. A thousand generations. Yeah. Our decisions and how we parent right now and how we raise our children doesn't just affect us. No. We've got to stop thinking that it does. Yeah. It affects a thousand generations. Well, and it being real, it's in part because mom and dad let us do things. I mean, we were, yeah. you know, it's interesting. We were homeschooled. And so the, the judgment against homeschoolers is like, well, they're antisocial and they don't know how to interact in public. And yet at 14 years old, mm-hmm. we were being allowed to go off on week-long ministry trips mm-hmm. where we were serving children and teach them about Jesus mm-hmm. and at these big conferences. Mm-hmm. And without mom and dad. Without our parents, mm-hmm. you know, at yeah. 14, 15, 16. And all of my friends were jealous of the amount of travel I got to do and the amount of interaction I got to have and of my friends all across the United States and the world. And, you know, so I think that that prepared you mm-hmm. to then let your son go at a young age to be able to do things that God's called him to. And interestingly, God used that mm-hmm. in your life to be how you met your husband. Right. You know, a man from Canada right. meeting a central Illinois girl right. who, if mom and dad had been so controlling and so like, we're going to keep you in our little central Illinois bubble. You may not have met the mm-hmm. man that God had planned for you if they had chosen to walk in what would be selfishness of, yeah. and control. Yeah, it was so good. And, so, and I married a man from Canada who came to central Illinois and fell in love with our city Yeah, and has a heart for our city unlike many people who live here. It's I mean, called to be a leader you know, And so yeah. it, it's like the, you see the blessing and the benefit from mom and dad allowing us. I mean, I'll never forget that first seminar that I, when I was just barely old enough to go serve at it as a student leader. And dad dropped me off and we I got checked in and then he had to leave. And yeah. so I am in this big auditorium space having no idea what I was supposed to do. No idea what I was supposed to do. And you knew no one. I, I didn't know any, not yeah. a soul. Yeah. And I they assigned me a role. And in this particular ministry, there was a, um, a leader of a group of like 10 kids and an assistant. Mm-hmm. And so being that I was young, 14, and my first time I was assigned an assistant mm-hmm. role. Well, quickly found out that 
they didn't have enough leaders. And so they moved me into a leader role, Mm. which I had no idea what to do. Yeah. And that week I fell in love mm. with leading. With I ministry, fell in love with yeah. It. With ministry, yes. Yeah. I think I already was in I already knew that I was called to ministry. I didn't really know, like I don't think I would have been able to say that. Sure. But I fell in love with leading. Yeah. And I remember one of the young women that was leading the whole team. And I saw this God cast so much vision mm. to me through her, through her leadership. That I went, that's what I want to do with my life. Like, yeah. that's, I want to be a leader. Yeah. And I think there was only one, I did you know, dozens and dozens and dozens of those seminars over the next five years. But um, I think there was only one other time that I was put in an assistant role. Mm. And it was because there was a new leader in charge who didn't know know me at all. And, mm. and I remember thinking, like, why? why am I being put in this assistant role? Like mm. I'm not an assistant mm. and, and it was good. God needed to probably knock me down a, a peg or two, but <laughs> now that person who put me in that role, we're good friends. And I've joked about it with him for the last 25 years. But, um, you know, by mom and dad releasing me to do that, I stepped into, into the rest of my life, Yeah, into the thing that God has allowed me so graciously to do now for, uh, however many years it's been. Yeah. And it affects your children and probably their children mm-hmm. because of you having that obedience to then let them, yeah. let them go. Yeah. So, and I was scared. I was scared sure. out of my mind, yeah. but you do it, you do it scared. Mm-hmm. You do it with your eyes on Jesus and knowing that he's, he's going to give you what you need to, to walk through it. I know we've said this before, but it reminds me of the quote from Jill Briscoe, mm-hmm. who has just served Jesus so faithfully for so many decades. And mm-hmm. she said, um, in her beautiful accent, you know, she said, sometimes you just have to go scared mm-hmm. that, you know, she said, I was standing outside this call that God had on me saying, God, take away the fear, mm-hmm. like help me not to be afraid. Mm-hmm. And he said, you go scared. Mm-hmm. And she said, so now I just go scared. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that's what we've got to do. Yeah. And I, I say this all the time to people, you don't fake it. Yeah. Um, but you do walk out in faith mm-hmm. and, and you go, I'm not going to walk in this fear in this, uh, I'm going to walk out in boldness, even yeah. though I don't know what I'm doing. Sure. You know, it's confidence in Jesus that he's going to get you through. And so there are a lot of times in my life, even today, when I have no idea what I'm doing. Yeah. I have absolutely no idea the right words to say or the right steps to take or how to handle a situation. But instead of cowering and being like, well, I don't know, so I'm just not going to do it. I just step out in faith and yeah. say, uh, God, you've you're going to have to lead me. Holy Spirit, you're going to have to give me the words to do this. You're going to help me have to know how to lead in this situation with my child, with a friend, with a ministry situation, whatever it looks like. And the reason you have confidence in that is because you've built that history with God the Father to know that he's leading you, to know his voice, to know when he says pause Mm -hmm. or he says go. And you you just walk forward. That is the life of faith, Mm -hmm. is is learning the voice of the Father and going scared if you have to go scared. Yeah. And I think a lot of it goes back to that one moment that mom and dad took me to that first seminar Mm -hmm. where I stepped into a position. I had no idea how to do it. And I went, yep, I'll do it. Yeah. Because I was willing. Yeah. And then years later, God made you the leader of those leaders. I was. And you served in a staff capacity. Yeah. It was equipping the those kids coming in to serve with yes. you. Yes, and it was so cool to see God's faithfulness because of my, like God's always faithful. He's never going to fail you. But I love to see when we're faithful 
how he rewards that faithfulness. Yes. You know, like he said, Heather, you've been faithful here. You've been faithful to step out in this. And and I'm going to reward you by giving you the desires of your heart, which yeah. is to lead. You know, that that first time I saw that that beautiful young lady leading, I'm like, that's what I want to do. Yeah. So. Yeah. So good. Well, thanks for sharing that. Yeah. And well done letting your son go and adventure. I feel like it's part of that, you know, these young men are created to have, uh, I think it's John Eldridge that yeah. wrote the book, Wild at Heart. Yes. And he talks about that adventurous spirit that yes. is within the man. Yes. And letting him thrive mm-hmm. in settings that are healthy and beneficial for him, both physically but spiritually. I think it's such a beautiful thing. I cannot wait to hear the stories. I mean, they don't, they get to, they can't take their cell phones, no, you know, no technology. They're just full on playing adventure. So good. So I love it. we'll post, um, I get to get on here in a few minutes and see if there's any more photos from yesterday. So we'll have to include some in the post today though. Yeah. So, well, friends, thanks for listening. If you've got any questions about what we've talked about, um, you can message us. I was joking. You can email us. We love to hear from you. Um, and it's totally fine if we disagree. I'm yeah. totally fine with that. Yeah. The older I get, the more, the more I am okay completely be- fine with people not agreeing with me. Yes, ma'am. Um, so anyway, message us. If you need prayer, email us. Jump over to Instagram, the h hour. Leave us a message and we'll get back in touch with you. So we'll chat with you next time. 